Bring me shelter, I will not harm you. Bring me shelter, please. Bring me shelter, I will not harm you. I would shelter you. People would do anything for their families. It could happen to anyone anytime. Somebody in France, somebody in England basically sat down with a ruler and just drew lines on maps. There are many different ethnic and religious groups that have been divided across borders and this has caused a significant amount of conflict. There are a lot of people who need safety. It is really cruel for a country like Australia to have policies that are focused only on pushing people away. What we're seeing is a number of people that remain in a state of limbo. And when non-sustainable land use combines with climate change, the crisis of refugees... I wasn't able to go and play with children. I had to go and really be an adult from a very young age. I think that's something that a lot of migrant children can relate to. Really, it was a dream for me to reunite with my family. I was just praying and hoping that that day will come one day. I think it's very important for people to understand that people have their own dreams as well and they're wanting to change the world with everybody else. Refugee Radio, 855 AM, 3CR. Welcome to Refugee Radio this week on 3CR. Refugee Radio broadcasts from the stolen lands of the Wurundjeri people, the Kulin Nation. We pay our respects to Elders past, present and emerging and their ongoing struggle. On Refugee Radio this week, we wanted to start with some information about how refugees can get support with rent. There is something called the Extreme Hardship Support Program, which is run through the Red Cross. So you can find more information at redcross.org.au and you need to apply for the Emergency Relief Support application online. Or you can call them on 1-800-855-240. A person can get approximately $400 or so as a single person or more as a family. Otherwise, you can also get support from local housing support organisations with rent. You can call the Opening Doors phone number, which is one 800 825 955 for your local service. You need to call your local service. They can be busy, so keep calling them. There's a lot of people who are in need of help. We'll also put this information online for you on the 3CR website and look for the Refugee Radio Program for this week. So we're going to be listening to part of an interview from the Signal podcast about a proposal to confiscate phones of people in detention. As we mentioned this a few weeks ago with the Dial It Down Dutton campaign. Going without a phone is most people's idea of hell. And that includes people in immigration detention. In fact, I would hazard that they have even stronger feelings than the rest of us. I'm Angela Voipierre. And I'm Chris Dengate. And today on The Signal, 
the Senate is about to decide whether guards will have the power to take mobile phones from the 1,500 people currently in immigration detention. So what's the case for changing the law? And what will it mean if those changes go ahead? My name is Mustafa Azimitabar. I am a refugee who arrived in Australia in 2013. I am currently locked up on the third floor of a hotel in Melbourne called Mantra. There are 65 other refugees here as well. Uh, Spent 23 hours a day inside my room. So Mustafa Zimitabar, also known as Moz, was transferred from Manus Island to Melbourne in 2019 for medical treatment for chronic asthma as part of the now-repealed Medical Evacuation Laws, or Medivac for short. He says he hasn't received any treatment yet and for the last year has just been waiting. What do you do with yourself? What do you do with that time? Uh, I try to uh, write a poem. I uh, I try to make music. Uh, I have uh, written some songs and, uh, well, I recorded on my phone. The last song that I uh, wrote is Love and uh, my wonderful friend Jim Magini from Midnight Oil uh, produced this song. I'm looking at you from the window I want to tell you I love you uh, Right now I am close to the window and I am looking at the street I sometimes see uh, friends are walking and they waved at me I waved at them and I feel that I have never seen freedom at all in my life but i i sense i feel it i feel the freedom is behind this it it's out of this window and the the way that they waved at me uh, gives me hope So Moz is originally from the Kurdish region in Iran. He says he fled in 2013 because he felt his life was in danger. Iran, Turkey, Syria and Iraq don't look at us as human. The, these governments are just um, massacring Kurdish people. They have killed thousands of thousands of people. I, I escaped from my homeland. I fled because I was in danger. I went to Indonesia and from Indonesia uh, I arrived in Australia by boat from Jakarta to Christmas Island. Moz then spent six years on Manus Island from 2013 to 2019. He was granted refugee status in 2017 but didn't want to settle in PNG, which is the case for a lot of refugees. Right, so now he's one of 65 detainees being held in Melbourne's Mantra Hotel. They can have visitors, but they're not allowed to leave, and guards come and check on them multiple times a day. So the prospect of losing their phones is a deeply unpopular one. We don't have any chance to go outside. And uh, so several times a day, the officers come inside the room, like now. Oh, really? They're listening in right now on this conversation? Um, yes. Right now, there are two officers inside my room. 
I get very anxious. People here, they use their phones like seven or eight or maybe ten hours a day. They play game, you know, they talk with their families, they talk with their friends, lawyers, and now they are all talk about their phones. If they take their phones, they go crazy. And the point about being able to stay in contact with lawyers is an important one, because many people in this position are still actively working on their legal cases. So if, for example, you're trying to claim a temporary protection visa, there's paperwork, there's deadlines, so you need to be able to communicate easily. The Australian Border Force has told us that there are other means of communication available to people in immigration detention, things like landlines and internet facilities, but Moz says it's not the same. Well, I, I personally cannot talk uh, if there are officers and cameras on around me, and landline is very different from the time the, the way that I am talking with my family. When I talk with them video call, I I feel them. I they help me to stay strong and not to give up. A part of uh, this resilience depends on my ability to be in touch with my friends and family with with my phone and recording my my songs and uh you know uh, i i am in meetings i talk with people lots of people in in the society i talk with artists i talk with musicians this is but with landline i think it is not possible it's very difficult So the legislation that is about to go before the Senate is called the Migration Amendment Brackets Prohibiting Items in Immigration Detention Facilities Close Brackets Bill 2020. But it has been dubbed the Mobile Ban Bill. And the government is adamant it's not a blanket ban on mobile phones, but what it would do is allow the Immigration Minister, with the consent of the Parliament, to declare certain items prohibited. Things like drugs and weapons are obviously on the list, as are phones, SIM cards and internet-connected devices as examples of things that may be prohibited. The Acting Immigration Minister, Alan Tudge, says the laws are necessary because, in the past, the Australian Border Force has been powerless to confiscate phones in cases where they've been used to commit a crime. And instead, they've had to rely on local and federal police. Yeah, there's one particular case that Alan Tudge has pointed to where a detainee in the Kangaroo Point facility in Brisbane was charged with possessing and distributing child exploitation material. But Regina Jeffries, a lawyer and academic who works with UNSW's Caldor Centre for International Refugee Law, says, as she sees it, there's no gap in the law here. It's important to remember, though, that ordinary criminal laws apply to people in detention, including administrative immigration detention. And those laws already provide robust mechanisms for dealing with the harms that the government purports to identify. And the Department of Home Affairs is actually admitted as much in that uh, the bill would actually go far beyond impacting just people in that cohort who don't have a criminal history, who may be in short-term immigration detention, who may be detained because they haven't passed through what's called immigration clearance at an airport. Um, So there's really a wide range of people that this bill would impact. 
what it does essentially is it's basically a reaction to a federal court decision that said that the Department of Home Affairs and ABF could not take away mobile phones, could not have a blanket ban on mobile phones and immigration detention. So the bill is actually meant to address that. So Regina Jeffries is talking about a case from 2018. The Australian Border Force introduced a flat-out ban on mobile phones in detention. That was taken to the federal court, which deemed the rule illegal. And Moz doesn't think that fight, or this current one, was really about safety. They are trying to confiscate our phones because our voice, because they they don't want anyone hear about our stories. And they are attempting to bury us alive. Our phones are a voice to the world. And it's like they are going to silence us. So the government and the Department of Homeland Security and the ABF, they say that this is about managing criminal activity within immigration detention centres. And there are cases of people in detention who have criminal records and who have use their phones to commit crimes. Do you accept that? Do you accept that this is a problem? In Mantra that I am living for, I haven't seen anything from any refugees here. I don't know about the details that what happened in in other places. Are they going to confiscate uh, thousands of phones, for example, just because one person is doing something wrong? It's not correct if they take the phones from all the society because of a couple of people. Historically, it's been incredibly difficult to find out what goes on in immigration detention, particularly in offshore detention centres. So pretty much any news story you've heard with refugee voices in it or any footage you've seen from inside a detention centre would have been difficult, verging on the impossible to obtain if detainees had not had phones. They're important even just for filtering out basic facts to the public. The case of the Tamil family from Biloela in Queensland springs to mind. In the dead of night, the guards marched in before the asylum-seeking family of four were forced to leave a detention centre in Melbourne and out of the country. At 8 o'clock, family friend Angela Fredericks heard the news in Biloela. Moments later, dozens of protesters flooded Melbourne Airport to try and stop the plane. The family's reprieve was as late as it gets. They were mid-air when illegal injunction grounded their plane in Darwin. Right, and then there's the fact that Kurdish refugee Baruz Bachani wrote an entire award-winning book on his phone, which he smuggled out text by text. The winner of the prize for non-fiction is No Friend But The Mountains, writing from Manus Prison by Baruz Bachani. It is a victory against the system that has reduced us to numbers. This is a beautiful moment. Let us all rejoice tonight in the power of immigration. So the bill passed the House of Representatives earlier this month. Labor and the Greens voted against it. It's now about to be voted on in the Senate, and it looks like the deciding vote might belong to Tasmanian Senator Jackie Lambie, who somewhat unconventionally set up a poll on her website asking her supporters how she should vote. 
a poll which is now closed. So what we did was we got a lot of people um, that came in. We didn't get a lot of against, I'll be honest with you, against those mobile phones. We've had a lot of fours and bugwalls against. You know, I'll, I'll certainly put, give out my position over the next few days, but, um, you know, taking those mobile phones off them is that a good thing. Uh, that's probably not the best way forward. So the way things are looking currently, there's a chance this bill could die in the Senate. But until it does, Moz reckons the anxiety levels for detainees are going to stay pretty high. You know, the, the, the irony is that we are here for treatment. But every second of this time, we get, um, we, we are very anxious. We, I am very anxious when I see the officers because I don't, uh, I don't want to judge them, but the rules are very strict. Uh, can you imagine what will happen if they take our phones? Can you put yourself in our shoes? Everyone is panicking. If they take our phones, they completely take our lives. Hi, this is Rafiv Ziada, and you're listening to 3CR, pro-Palestinian, happily proud radio. I'm looking at you from the window I wanna tell you I love you how beautiful you are and you're always in my heart sending my gratitude and love to you I believe there Suffering provided me the opportunity To meet some wonderful caring people Who saved my life And helped me to be alive I wanna say thank you For all your favor and goodness
So I've just had an interview with Moz and advocates around the proposed bill around confiscating phones for those in detention. We also heard the song Love by Moz. We're now going to listen to an interview from Diaspora Blues, which is on every Monday at 2.30pm. The interview is with Bior, and you'll hear more about that now. Our next guest is Bior, a university student studying journalism and professional writing. He has just published a debut collection of poetry about the experiences of being a former refugee, called Journal of a Refugee. Here's more. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, and, and where your interest in writing began? Oh, okay. No worries. Yeah, so my name is Pierre Aguirre. Um, I'm 22 years old. Um, I'm a full-time journalism and professional writing student at uh, UniSA um, McGill campus. Well, I've had a long journey. Um, coming to Australia at the age of five um, without my mom and my dad, uh, it was a big transition, um, having to uh, get assimilating with different cultures and um, trying to find myself keeping up with my culture and identity and the new cultures experienced here from a young age until now. Yeah, so what I what I was thinking in the state of confusion, I had that choice to focus on my studies and uh, empower myself through education to be at a place where I can uh, change my situation. And that's where um, I worked hard during high school um, my grades started increasing. Lucky enough to get a scholarship at a private school, which helped enrich my education a bit more. And then um, from there, everything sort of just took off. I became a bit more creative in my writing. For me to like write down my experiences, I thought poetry was the best way to keep an emotionally connected experience. But yeah, that's just a little bit about me. Amazing. Thank you for that really wonderful, deep and enriching uh, introduction. It's always really good to, it's always good to know a little bit more about the background. It's representation and seeing yourself and having access to things and having opportunities um, is really challenging. I want to ask you, is there a book or a writer that left a significant impact on you or perhaps influence your your journey to, to writing and expression through literature? In terms of uh, influential writers, um, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I listen to a lot of uh, insightful visionaries and um, motivational speakers that speak on willpower, um, perseverance, um, law of attraction which I do touch on when I speak about dreams in the second chapter of my conversation with the star. In listening to your conversation um, or when you were being interviewed, it really struck me that um, you had really vivid memories as a young person. So I'm really looking forward to reading um, this collection. What do you hope to write about in the future? Yeah, so in the future, I really want to be the voice for the younger um, African youth, uh, speak on issues that matter to them um, and give it that creative incentive and critical analysis through poetry. Not only that, like, because I have training through uh, university with the television, media, and radio, and uh, print media, so I could write those stories, tell those stories, 
What, what do you think um, gets in the way of young African men sharing their stories or even acknowledging their stories or even, you know, engaging with literature and writing? I think that's very important because it's the only way uh, we can move forward as a collective. Um, like, if you have a discussions and shared experiences with people, you learn. You learn from them. You grow. And I think we need more growth within the African community. Um, amongst each other, because also it shows unity and it shows um, a positive side to what the future can be. Because um, we have, all have similar challenges here abroad, and it's good to acknowledge that. The nuance in the stories of refugees and former refugees are incredibly important. We thank Bior for joining us to talk about his poetry, and we look forward to his future writing. If you'd like to follow his work, you can do so on Instagram at Bior underscore Aguer. That's spelt Bior, B-I-O-R underscore Aguer, A-G-U-E-R. Thank you for listening. So, here you are. Too foreign for home. Too foreign for here. Never enough for both. Ijuoma Umebinyo, Diaspora Blues. What makes you smile and adds a spring to your step? What does it mean to belong? And how do we build a home away from home? Diaspora Blues is a show that contemplates what is and what could be. Join Busto and Bigwa every Monday at 2.30 on 3CR Community Radio. Produced by Yan. You're listening to 3CR Community Radio. 855 AM. So you're back on Refugee Radio. And you can also listen to more of Diaspora Blues episodes on 3cr.org.au. We're going to finish with a song for a refugee who got out of detention last week after approximately 11 years. We wish them an amazing future. And this song is dedicated to them and is by the United Struggle Project with the same title of, for the song. Thank you for listening and you can listen to this and previous refugee radio shows online at 3cr.org.au. Yeah, United Struggle. Randy is proud. Here we go. United we stand, united the people together as one. United we struggle, united we stand. United the people together as one. United we struggle, united we stand. United the people together as one. United we struggle, united we stand. United the people together as one. United we struggle. Yo, I'm true to my roots, so diva. Tika his scenario, shabuta aerial, chaya upanga, amani tulipata, to ishiko matata, utata ma. Shuja, wali fight ku free neighbor Sababu, yelanda, freedom na labor He struggle, wali handle Wakata after map, wakatuto hakuwa hii jungle Truku,
Tuende ya muscles Sisi ya tui kutoka Ndani ya captivity Daily Tuatafuta liberty Decrease calamity Policy kuchorwa Kwa implemented Bado tuko Anda ukoloni Na uliza How deep is our bond Between the common one Inchi and the government Now praise softly Now blame loudly In society United struggle United we stand United the people together as one United we struggle United we stand United the people together as one United we struggle United we stand United the people together as one United we struggle United we stand United the people together as one United we struggle Like pawns on a chessboard Like democracy is a fucked up word Like the dove of peace A dying bird She can't her last vote To wake up with a machete at her throat And until we swing the moat Rivers miles wide way to the other side Move like in a mudslides Waiting on the other side Other fellow human beings With hopes, fears and dreams Maybe you didn't hear them scream They were screaming just like you Desperate for justice And for truth Let those voices come united Ignite the fire from inside us Let us bridge the divided fight Humanity to guide us Can your children of the sun With your hearts and minds on the run Please let the peace come Let the peace come United we stand United the people together as one United we struggle United we stand United the people together as one United we struggle United we stand United the people together as one United we struggle United we stand United the people together as one United we struggle Ara cat na mucho mapenduzi ndio sauti ile ni itatoka nyikani kunelekeza kwenye kipasa Mwana revolutionary na juliza maswali ni shachoshu na hali Umasikini kosa tiratibu Maone ya 